Welcome to a new episode of the Brohams podcast. I always got to think about that for a second before I say it, because I'll slip up and say something else. As always, it's Marcel. It's me. You take this power, It's. <laughs> You're right there, Rika. You sound a little sleepy, man. That man is too tired. Yeah. <laughs> you just woke up from a nap? Yeah. Wow. Well, hi, guys. I'm Robert. I'm back. And uh, better than ever, ready to do this. We can only hope. <clears throat> right. And I'm Alex, former stay-at-home dad for the Brahams podcast, now working man. So, yeah. I, I, I just want to talk about real fast how Alex got full-time pay before I became full-time pay. It took me five months to do it. He got on within three days. Sounds like something you need to bring up to your management. Oh no, <laughs> management! If you're listening to this right now, you got some work to do. Jesus Christ! That's all I'm going to say. I'm not trying to push any buttons over here with my management. You know what I mean? When you talk about being professional. Mm-hmm. No, anyway, a lot of lot of stuff happened this week. It seems like we've been saying that for a while. A lot of stuff happened this week in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. But mostly, we're going to talk pro wrestling today. Uh, for well, just get started with around the ring. Um, former pro wrestling referee Drake Wirtz is filing to run in the House District 30 race in Florida. <laughs> now, for those who don't know, Drake Wirtz was the NXT referee who uh, was recently fired, mostly because a lot of his um. Would you say pro-Trump anti-mask? Mostly his anti-mask rhetoric. Uh, at these, uh, when he'd go to these congressional, not congressional meetings, when he'd go to these town meetings and slide all that mess about anti-vaxxers and children being kidnapped and masks or this, that, and the other and all this other kind of crap. And he, uh, what was it? He was doing a lot of this on company time, which is partly why he got fired. But now he's, I guess, running for he's running for office in Florida, running on an anti-abortion, anti-vaccine mandate platform. Uh, let's see. He's a construction sales associate from Almonte Springs. Well, before I guess before he was a referee. He's running to, again, flip a House seat that has changed party hands a few times in the past five or six elections. HD30 represents a slice of North Central Orange County and South Central Seminole County. He's running on a platform that strongly opposes abortions while also advocating freedom and other health care choices. He opposes masks or vaccination mandates. He also wishes to expand school choice. What, what, what do you say? It's been on my heart for many months now. Every excuse I had not to do it, God just closed those doors. Uh, where was it? He cites former WWE and TNA star Matt Morgan as a political mentor. Remember, Matt Morgan is the uh, commissioner of Longwood City in Florida. That's the job he got when he stopped wrestling. Hell no. So, so we'll see how that goes. Not gonna lie to you, if he becomes whatever in Florida, Florida deserves it. <laughs> Florida deserves it. Y'all know I don't like Florida <laughs> as a state, just in general. Lots of crazy people in Florida. 
Oh man, I just this guy's just crazy, isn't he? But super crazy. Hell yeah. Yeah, I hope, like shit. I hope he doesn't get a. I hope he doesn't go into Congress over there. Can he like get on a jet ski and just go to Cuba and just stay there like most forever? <laughs> forever, just go over there and stay forever. Yeah, the there. sad the sad thing about that is is that a lot of people are like think like him. They actually think that. Maybe they don't all go crazy with the kidnapping things, but there are anti-vaccinators and stuff like that out there. So it's kind of sad, yeah. but this guy has a public platform to do that. <laughs> it's uh, what was it? I was oh, I read it in that article. Uh, it's medical freedom or something like that. Medical or, freedom? Yeah, it's like you know you can choose whether or not to get vaccinated it's not forced on you that's the whole issue it's like freedom of speech but with medical stuff it's like you could say it if you want or you know it's i don't know i guess it's infringing on some right like i don't know my my stance on it is thus if you don't want to be vaccinated fine that is your right to not be vaccinated but if you catch COVID and getting a vaccine isn't a guarantee against catching COVID, that'd be crazy. It just lessens your chances, supposedly. Either way, if you catch it and you're not vaccinated, don't complain. Do not complain. You chose that. So, I mean, I'm all for letting people be stupid as long, you know, as long as it doesn't harm other people. But that's, that's just my thing on the whole anti-masking thing well actually anti-vaccine thing as for the anti-mask he's just stupid with that with the whole it enables kidnappers it might i don't know the statistics on that i don't look up child kidnappings on if on google because i don't need the fbi looking at my search history so with this tracking chip they put in my arm so apparently (laughs) you know I don't need to look at my stuff. So I'll look that up. Aren't you behind a VPN? This week. Yeah, but that thing is weird. Sometimes I don't really think that works half the time. But yeah, I got a VPN. Mm. Uh, what else we got? What's the story about USA not liking? Apparently, disappointed by NXT. But we will talk about that when oh. we talk NXT because we got to talk about yeah. NXT. We definitely got to talk about NXT. That's the main thing we're talking about this week. Uh, Bronson Reed diving deeper in his release. We'll also get to that when we talk NXT. Uh, QT Marshall admitted he lied to Shaq about having a pad in place for his AEW table spot. Why would you lie about that? Why would you lie to Shaq of all people? AEW's QT Marshall spoke with Digital Spy and recalled lying to Shaq about having a pad in place for his table spot. He said something about maybe going through some tables. I told him, oh, it won't be that bad. We'll put a really thick pad underneath which was not true i just didn't want him to take i just didn't want him to back out of it so it was a lot of fun as soon as he came back right away he said you lied to me there was no pad under there that's wrestling welcome to wrestling he could have sued you for that <laughs> like he could have legit sued you for that bro and shaq would have won like, <laughs> why would you want to pull a fast one on shaq <laughs> It's like Powell's POV, I guess, by Jason Powell. That's the guy who wrote it for Pro Wrestling. That he was like, more like, welcome to the carny days of Pro Wrestling. It might be a cute story now because Shaq was apparently okay with it, but this really could have been bad for AW. Shaq had been injured 
or if he was upset with QT for lying to him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if Shaq started a fight with QT, I'm just pretty sure if Shaq started a fight in AEW, nobody in that locker room could stop it. <laughs> Shaq would whoop everybody, <laughs> slinging them around. If there was ever a scenario that called you to say, look, that ain't got shit to do with me, I'm out of my own business. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing, I'll see nothing. I'm legally blind and deaf. But yeah, that's dumb, bro. Why would you, like, come on now? So I just developed him to back out of it. So you just lied. Oh yeah, we're gonna put batter in there. Yeah, we're gonna let you hit that table on the concrete. Like what? Wow. Right. Watch come watch that come out in like five to six years and he'd be like, Oh yeah, that table spot I took, yeah, it broke my back. But I had to keep <laughs> face. That's my it messed my back up permanently. Like, come on now. Yeah, I now I broke my back. Spinal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> I broke my back. Where where'd you break your back at? Spinal. <laughs> Look, he got hit in the head a few times, okay? He wasn't he wasn't really in his right mind with that. But yeah, that that's that's a super super yeah, uh, yeah, I lied about dude for a table spot which could have went very, very wrong. Man, QT Marshall, man, I don't know about that guy sometimes. Yeah, I lied to Shaq, who's probably Shaq by himself, probably worth more than AEW. I'm oh, sure yeah. Shaq is. I'm 100% positive he is. Shaq I just got- want Shaq versus Kenny Omega now. This man. <laughs> I, I just want to see how, I just want to see Shaq no sell a V trigger. Lord, I'm trying my best to be a better person. Please grant me the strength to like not say anything to that comment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag this man is wilding right now. Yeah. I'm trying to find the <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's his first day back on a job. I'm trying not to give him a hard time. <laughs> trying not to. <laughs> Look some t- Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, next up, we got the SummerSlam build. Because I think the final top is going to take most of our time. We got the SummerSlam build so far. Let me look at this card. Now I'm sitting here thinking about it. Seven matches. Seven, seven. SummerSlam 2021. Right now we got... Nikki A.S.H. versus Charlotte versus Rhea Rippling, the triple threat for the women's t- Jesus Christ. It reminds me, I gotta, I gotta finish that Nikki Cross booking because I got her, I got her opponents lined up. I just have to fit story. I got his fit stories for all of them. I'm gonna be so mad if Charlotte wins. Bro, she's gonna win. Anybody else said that? I hear that voice. Right. The man who constantly touts be fair to Flair is like, I hope she don't win. Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the Universal <laughs> title. Booby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE title. The Usos versus the Mysterios for the SmackDown tag titles. Bianca Bella versus Sasha for the SmackDown women's title. It's like I said, even though we didn't talk about SmackDown too much this week. It's like I said when it happened in the group chat. I'm like, Sasha returns, turns heel, water was wet, and the world keeps on turning. So, like, this is nothing I new. She, I thought she was already heel. Wasn't she heel when she was champion against Bianca? She was heel 
ish, but she wasn't like a full blown heel. Now she's full blown heel because, duh, <laughs> of course she's full blown heel. It's she Sasha. It's Corey Graves. Keep telling y'all, like you cannot trust Sasha. Sasha should be like if we go by like storyline continuity. Sasha Banks should be the loneliest woman in the locker room because you can't trust her. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody she, who's trusted her, she's turned on. Bailey being chief among them. So, so <laughs> Bailey need to be walking up and down the halls. Like, I keep telling y'all about Sasha, and y'all don't want to listen. It's like Shawn right, Michaels keep... back in the day and just turning on everybody. I, can't, I told y'all about that bitch. She's like reverse. She's like reverse junkyard dog. You know how like back in the day, like in mid south or whatever, junkyard dogs partners are always be turning on them. That's Sasha Banks. Always, except right. in reverse. It was, a, it was either junkyard or Hogan because I remember Hogan was teaming up with Paul Orndorff for a little bit. It was definitely JYD. Like in mid south days in the eighties, JYD would have a tag team partner and they would always turn on. <laughs> like I think when he was feuding with uh, who was it? Who was he feuding with? Was he feuding with uh? Bad News Brown, or it was over to feuding with him or um or Ernie Ladd, possibly. Roberts. No, not Jake. No, not Jake Roberts. Or like Ernie Ladd or something. When they brought that up in a promo, that he always loses. His partner's always turning on him. <laughs> um, Edge versus Seth Rollins. I'm sure it's gonna be Roberts' favorite match of the night. Uh, uh yeah, match match of the night. I was gonna say match of the year, but. Gonna, I don't want to go too far. Robert's going to log Edge's gear into his um, record books. Same with game. Seth's. <laughs> no, not with Seth's. He's Seth has some shitty-ass tires. And Sheamus versus Damian Priest for the U.S. title. Didn't even know that was a match. Oh, uh, they just made that match. And... If Damian Priest don't win, boy, we ride in. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I, they gave Sheamus his old music back, and WWE put like a clip of it on their youtube and i'm like were people asking for his old music back <laughs> i wasn't like i didn't i like his new music better than his old one i don't care for either of his music <laughs> i just don't care about sheamus like that like i i guess the old one was one jim johnston did which is why people liked it better how many title defenses have we have so far like one or two, two? i think I think he defended. Yeah, I think he defended against Umberto once, and then he defended against like somebody else, or it might have been Umberto twice. I don't even know. Yeah, I think best, it was Umberto twice. Best U.S. champion since Dean Ambrose. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh, and then he was supposed to be the longest reign. That made me so mad when he beat MVP's record. I was like, at least MVP defended the dang thing. Yeah, mostly against Matt Hardy, but he defended it. <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't beat Les Luger's reign. What was Lex Luger's reign? 500 and something days. Did they even count that title in the official count? I don't know. I think they, uh, I think title history starts at 2003. And so it there. starts at, uh, who was the first I champion think, again? Was it Eddie? Uh, no, I thought it was Big, no, Eddie didn't Big Show. My bad. Um, no, I thought they did count it. Maybe not on like WWE history, but they count the overall history as, um, this one title they don't say WCW US title then WWE title unless they do now I don't know I haven't yeah, checked I mean, it in a while I mean I, I would I wouldn't count the WCW history with it because it's got a totally different company name on it well I don't know according to Wikipedia so take this how you will 
they count it starting from the NWA United States Heavyweight title. I was going to say, yeah, they should because that's, I mean. From 75 when Harley Race first won it. Yeah, that's just, that's their title. You know what I mean? They yeah, because they they do count so. they do count Harley Race on their list of U.S. champions. I totally forgot about that. Um, who, who? yeah, Harley Race was probably one of the best U.S. champions actually. Vacated. Jesus Christ, his belt's been vacated so many times. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mostly because a lot of these are like WCW vacated. <laughs> Vacated Great American Bash 91. Oh, God. WCW Saturday Night 93. Saturday Night 95. Nitro 98. Thunder 99. Sold out 2000. Yo, before we go... What? Before we go any further, let's shout out to that motherfucker Bacon. That dude has held so many championships. He's held more championships than motherfucking Jerry King Law. Vacant, the most decorated champion in wrestling history. For real, but I think just this is totally off topic. But I remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Cheeseburger and if he still wrestles. Cheeseburger still does still wrestle in ROH, but he changed his name. Now he's going by the famous CB, and I think he's heel now. Why? I don't know. It's cheeseburger do what he want to do. I don't know. Can I can I request a cheeseburger a cheeseburger versus Don Hansen? Danhausen. If you're gonna say his name, say it right. It's Danhausen. Danhausen. No, no, Danhausen. You shouldn't, because that's not how he says it. He says Danhausen. Stop disrespecting him. So, what did the cheeseburger go vegan or something? I don't. I don't know. (laughs) But speaking of Dan, speaking of Danhausen, um, y'all need to watch. I'm. I'll put it up on the chat when we get done. It's like this video from the Wrestling Regret Channel of like Danhausen interviewing people backstage at ROH. It's hilarious. Yeah, I saw his little thing with Chris Jericho recently. I thought that was hilarious. I don't care about that because I don't care about Chris Jericho right now. But because <laughs> like, um, he had this funny, he had this funny segment with like because EC3 was there, so he was talking to EC3 and EC3. He was like, "I'm wondering how you get your shirts in the hot topic, right? Because I got these free narrative shirts. I got a bunch of them. They're pretty badass. If I can get those in the hot topic." <laughs> I was like, oh, good. Humorous EC3 is still here. Thank God. And then he, like, and then he didn't mention WWE, but it was like interspersed with other things, like near the end of his interview, where he's like, yeah, and they fired me during, in the middle of a pandemic, right when I was nursing injury, and blah, blah, blah. But he never said WWE. He's like, you know, it's enough to make a guy, you know, go, go crazy and be, be violent. So it was pretty funny. Somebody came up with a good idea for like those uh, 30 day or 90 day not compete clauses. They were like, yo, they should treat it as if they're on house arrest for like 90 days. <laughs> and, then they, and then they come to AEW and they like taking off um, the ankle bracelet and shit. Well, that's kind of what Moxley did when he did when he was doing them promos where he was like, oh, he escaped jail. Like, okay. yeah, I got those promos were cool. Jail that you kept resigning to. I've never seen someone willingly go back to jail so many times. But because yeah, Robert's got the same, well, Robert had the same haircut. I'm like, what's with you guys just walking around with y'all's heads and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, Jesus I, Christ. I'm, having a, I'm having a really bad hair day today. I'm like, every time, like, I keep seeing Mark's picture go up, and like, I just keep wanting to go to Dollar General and get some clippers. I'm like, bro, just cut that monkey shit off. Okay, so. Since we're on it, the top five U.S. championship reigns. Lex Luger at 523. Uh, 
Rick Rude at 378. Yeah. Dean Ambrose at 351. <laughs> MVP at 343. And Nikita Koloff at 328. I was gonna say, yeah, Nikhil. I remember Nikhil and Kol- Koloff. I thought he had that title way longer. I thought he was the number uh, two. Dang, Steve Austin. Steve Austin had it two hundred forty days. No, Steve Austin had it for a minute too. Yeah, in ninety three when he was in WCW, Sheldon had it two hundred forty days, but they recognized two hundred forty three days. So that's weird. Cesaro had it two hundred thirty nine. Yeah, Miz had a 224 in 09. Benoit had a 222. Oof, Benoit. Luger had it like for 210 days and 90. That's a total of 700 days as champion. Uh, Dolph had 182 days in 2011. Brian had a 176 in 2010. Right. It really no. makes me think what the hell happened to Luger then? Bad. I'm sure there's a book coming out. Yeah, you're the, the Luger. You're the Luger fan on the podcast. Hey, look, I heard Luger was dope, like in '80 and all that, That's like early saying. '90s, I, I, like before, it, like before WWE. I heard Luger was dope. Yeah, uh, I. But the problem is, I really haven't really watched some of his. The matches I've watched as his U.S. champion was against Brian Pillman and against uh, fucking Barry Wodenham, and that was it. Like I really. They did an Icons documentary on him on a uh, Peacock. Mm-hmm. They did Icons series on him. I forgot all about that, but he's got a documentary. They talk about all that shit. I gotta watch it, I guess, because like I said, I'm, I'm not familiar with Luger with the 80s. Like I grew up on the whole Lex Luger fighting Yokozuna. You know what I mean? That was like the lamest Lex Luger. Yeah, they said like before when he before he came to WWE when he was like doing you know. Uh, NWA and like WCW and all that. He was like a great heel. That's what I heard. Excuse me. He was part of the Horseman before too. People forget about that. He was a Horseman. Look, so was Mongo McMichael. May he rest in peace. We're not gonna like. (laughs) Mongo though is crazy. Mongo was U.S. champion before too. I just watched him beat Jeff Jarrett for the U.S. title at a Clash of Champions. Oh, jeez. Did not watch the match, by the way. Did not watch the match, but. My favorite U.S. Now, title run was probably uh, John Cena's last one when he was doing the Open Challenge. Yeah, that shit was like every fucking. Then WWE's been trying to replicate ever since, and they can't. <laughs> yeah, it's because John Cena was like has that charisma, and he was like a huge star. Not that AJ Styles ain't a huge star, but like you could easily put anybody in a match with like AJ Styles. And nobody would really bat an eye, but like Neville versus John Cena. Who thought they'd see that? No, I thought they'd see John Cena face Neville or whoever else. Cesaro. Remember his match with Cesaro? Or Cesaro or like some of the mid-card guys that John Cena face. No, I thought John Cena would face those dudes. Didn't he have one with Goldust or Cody Rhodes too? Or Jack Swagger? He had someone with another mid-card. I want to say, I want to say he faced Stardust, but I'm not 100%. I gotta go watch, go rewatch that too. There's just so much thing. I, I end up going down a rabbit hole. And I was telling Marcel, I end up watching ROH matches. So it's like I would go down the some weird rabbit hole sometimes. CM Punk versus Samoa Joe, Jimmy Jacobs versus Adam Cole. Just random ROH title matches. Uh, let's see. Uh, he faced oh, Neville. Yeah, he faced Sammy Cesaro. He faced twice. Obviously, Kevin made his debut during that. 
And some people are like, yeah, revisiting the U.S. Open Challenge still five years later, still the best. Except for Seamus didn't do it right. Seamus. Some, somebody said imitation, like this article on Last Word of Pro, Last Word on Sports, or yeah, Last Word on Sports said imitation is the best form of flattery, and that stands here when it comes to seeing in the Open Challenge. Cody's run as TNT champ has been one of the better parts of Dynamite for weeks now. As new wrestlers get opportunity after opportunity trying to become stars, but Cody's name and platform come nowhere near close to John Cena, who was the franchise still at the time and has been one of long been one of Dobie's biggest stars ever. Adding that there are some absolute classics throughout, and you really recognize how good Cena's run as U.S. champ was. It remains the best open challenge title reign, and we need a lot, and we'll need a lot to dethrone for that title. It was such a bright spot in the last decade, doing it to be so much so that it helps others become stars in their own right. Yep. Uh, Ambrose, Big E. You fought Big E in a real Yeah, I'm just looking at some of these. Ambrose was the first one. Big E, Kevin Owens, Neville. Yep, Stardust. Yeah, there's one with Stardust. Okay. Seth, Seth broke his nose on one of the matches. Yeah, but I, uh, I think I don't think John was champion anymore after that. No, no he, he was. He was. That was leading yeah, up to their SummerSlam match. Mm-hmm. Oh, that SummerSlam was yeah. so good too. Twenty was that twenty fifteen? Yeah. Twenty fifteen SummerSlam was pretty fire. I so, love that John Cena Seth Rollins match. Besides so, the end. Well, no, I even like the end. So for this with freaking John Stewart. I was like, was they, they, they try to justify it the next night on Raw. Remember, he had a legit reason. He didn't want John Cena to surpass or a tie with Ric Flair. That's the legit yeah. reason. That's that pretty job. much half the audience that night. That shit was so ass. I don't care what his excuse was. <laughs> <laughs> Seth and John had this killer match, and then you ended with it. John Stewart. I might go back and watch that match tonight, actually. That's the only reason I don't go back and watch that match, because I'm, like, enjoying it, and then, like, I know it's coming at the end. So. Well, yeah, the one where Seth brought, uh, broke uh, Cena's nose was a little bit better, only because there wasn't no screen finish. Yeah, there was on, that was on Raw, I think. Yeah, that was on Raw, yeah. I watched that one recently, too, I think, like, three months ago. Really good match. See, uh, so this build, we already know the John C. Royal Reigns build and screw Finn Balor. Um, <laughs> what, what, what's up with this Nikki build? Well, what's, what's, what's going on with that? I don't know. I don't watch Raw. Well, it seems that they're actually doing the whole underdog thing right with Nikki, I think. She's coming back from adversity. She's kicking out of Rhea Ripley's finisher or no countering her finishers and stuff like that. They're really, they're trying to make her look good. I but she can't out. beat Charlotte. No, she did beat Charlotte. She beat Charlotte on uh, last week in that no disqualification match. Wait, Just, how did she beat Charlotte? How, that's what I wanted. Yeah, how did she beat Charlotte? Uh, Charlotte went through the table, missed, and I think Nikki hit her finisher and one, two, three. Fine. <laughs> Uh, see her losing clean. Yeah, that's the closest. Hey, no, she. Well, I mean, she she hit that table pretty hard. So yeah, but no, yeah, I was surprised too. But no, she won. So it's one and one. So I don't know what they're gonna do with that besides to sell it on a triple threat or have another match on the way to SummerSlam. But I haven't watched Raw yet, so I I need to find out. Charlotte will probably get her win back before SummerSlam. Uh, I hope not. Wouldn't doubt it. 
I, I usually love Charlotte, for, but this one, I, I enjoyed this um, Nikki Ash ASH thing because it's kind of like a feel good moment for the kids. And we kind of need that right now because we've been going through a lot of shit. So I heard live crowds do not like this. Well, character yeah, that's for what her. I was going to say. The live raw crowds are iffy on it too. They're like, eh. But once she starts talking and doing her promos, they're like, well, we will be assholes if we boo the reasoning why she's doing it. So they kind of cheers, like, eh. But it's still like, we don't really like it still. But I mean, how can you boo for a chick trying to, uh, you know, be a role model for little girls? You know what I mean? Easily. It's just like, like easily. <laughs> Apparently. I don't know. For like 10 years. So. For real. <laughs> Um, Lashley Goldberg, it is what it is. Uh, Lashley better win. I know that. Ain't no reason for Goldberg to get another title off somebody. Uh, Lashley, Lashley gotta, wins, and uh, gotta push that young Goldberg. He's a future man. Look, he has plenty of time. All right. Yes. <laughs> he got. He got plenty of time. He's very young in his career. He's gonna carry. He's gonna carry the company into the future. You know, we don't need Bobby Lashley. He's like forty-four years old. Shit, like, nah, bro. 52 year old Bill. Bill's yeah, I, I'm liking the build up for the match. Um, what did go? Hold on, I, I did write it down on my notes somewhere. Hold on, he, he Goldberg called Lashley something, and I thought that was it was like so like not true, but all in all, I hope Bobby Lashley get this man to works. <laughs> we can't like to see old people get beat up. Hey man, it's oh he just called Lashley scared. I don't know why that was so funny to me because it's like the exact opposite. He said, You scared, bro. Like, of all the insults you can come up with, he said, You scared. You scared, you milk dead headed boy. Well, yeah, well, he didn't even say that. He just said, You're scared and you shit your pants or something along those lines. And I was like, Lashley does not look scared at all. He looks like he's annoyed, if anything. He's like, What is this old, grumpy man doing at my front door? Old, grumpy man, 12 angry men. Oh, dude, every time I look at Goldberg, that's all I remind. It looks like that old angry man that's like, don't step in my fucking yard or I'll spear you. Jesus Christ. The Usos continue to be rewarded for DUIs. <laughs> oh, God. That just baffles me. I remember I got into an argument a couple years ago about this. It's just like, well, what they do on their personal time as well. But I'm like, look. If they get blitzed at a club, that's one thing. But, bro, you catching whole DUIs, that could have ended catastrophically. The company need to do something about that. Send that boy to rehab, something. Something, because this is like, what, four times, three times this has happened? 20, I don't know. 20? <laughs> what is he, Kurt Angle? Jesus Christ. No, he can't be Park Angle. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, though, there, there's, I don't know why he hasn't been punished not a good look when you have a DUI and then you get a tag title the next fucking week. It's a joke. But, it's a running joke in this point. Remember like the last two times one of them got like a DUI or DWI they had like a title shot. <laughs> it's like why? Right? They did, I don't know. They don't care. <laughs> they, they don't care. Yeah. Vince was like oh yeah DUIs I used to have those every fucking week. He must have got he must have got threatened by Haku. <laughs> right. well, Haku was a character that was like nah. I heard a rumor that Vince is a bad driver. Is, is that true? According to Cornette and Bruce Pritchard and JR, that is very true. Yes. Most people that are like super fucking rich like that. Bad he likes speeds and everything. Like, 
did his, that's why he wrecked afford his, a ticket. <laughs> I swear he wrecked his Bentley like a couple years ago. Wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Vince the type to wreck and then get mad that his car wasn't strong enough. <laughs> this whatever piece of crap. Do, whatever you do, don't sneeze. Yeah. So what? Uh, God forbid if you sneeze. Oh God. Yeah, I heard he doesn't like he doesn't like the sneeze. Apparently, it's a rumor. Yeah, I, Stephanie said that's true. Oh God. <laughs> Vince is just an odd fella, so I wouldn't be surprised if he shrugs off a DUI. He's an odd duck. I don't know what's going on in that man's head these days. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Sasha. How do we feel about that? I mean, sure, it'll be a good match, but. I mean, it was kind of obvious because you, I mean, the same way you guys kind of feel about Rachel is the same, and NXT is the same way I kind of feel about Bianca. She's just kind of this floating. Rachel who? Rachel who? Gonzalez, right? Raquel? Raquel. I said Rachel. Jesus Christ. This man said Rachel. See, that's how irrelevant she's been at NXT. Nah, Robert. Don't, nah, nah, Robert. Don't do that. You just, you just terrible. I'm horrible at names. Anyway, Raquel Gonzalez. Yes, I feel the same way about her. Yeah, walk away, Enrique. Keep going. Good. Anyway, the same way I feel about her is the same way I feel about Bianca as of now until she gets over with this Sasha thing because it's kind of just like we were never just kind of waiting for Sasha to return and she's just kind of just floating and waiting too. You know what I mean? I mean, what her and Carmella went to Rolling Loud and. I saw the footage. That crowd was dead silent, which makes perfect sense. I'm like, why are you putting a wrestling match at a music festival? <laughs> no, they're just trying to be relevant and hip. I get you, but this ain't the- this ain't like the download festival in the UK where they'll go for that. This is a hip hop festival. It's just like uh. So you know, they used to do in WCW Road Wild. They used the- to have the. Motorcycles, of course, shit. you know, of course, because those people watch wrestling. But I'm like, you go into a mostly hip hop concert and then you do in a wrestling match, like, and you know, this was Bianca and or Carmella's idea because they just wanted to go to Rolling Loud, <laughs> like, that's what it was. They're like, we want to go to Rolling Loud, and then Vince was like, no, um, we'll perform, we'll, 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 awesome we, we can do a match there, hmm, fine. I mean, it looks it looks good on paper. Though. I mean, it looked all nice on social media. Them wrestling in front of that crowd and all that. Like no one talked about them wrestling in front of that crowd. The biggest thing they talked about from that show was the baby. <laughs> oh, the baby had to steal the show with his comments. Which, by the way, I heard he took back. By the way, of course he did because they started taking that money away. Who the hell threw that uh, busted ass motherfucking uh, goddamn Adidas? A Megan the Stallion fan. <laughs> <laughs> on the outside of throwing that shoe is now you gotta walk around at a time festival with one shoe on. Uh, they said it was worth it. <laughs> I don't know. People are weird. They might have brought a pair of extra shoes. This nigga made like Adidas. Adidas. He turned Adidas into a singular term. He's like, who do that busted ass Adidas? I was like, Adidas. <laughs> Adidas. <laughs> um. That sounds like some shit you get in a San Antonio flea market. Adida. <laughs> um, Ricky, what do you think of Bianca and Sasha? Two. Dose. I, I mean, I like the first one. I'm pretty sure the second one will be. I mean, 
I ain't gonna knock two black women fighting for a world title. So, I'm all for it. One of the world titles. I am starting to lean more towards the WWE got too many titles. <laughs> At least. Right. I'm the world champ. Like, they really could do a storyline of, like, I'm the real world champ. Yeah, they could. Like they I would love to see it. It would be kind of kind of different, at least. That would be legit, because it'd be like okay. how... But we all know who the real world champion is. Who? Wait, who, who, who are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> who the real world champion is, but we all know Roman's the real world champion. Yeah, he is. I mean, oh, I was about to say Ron Simmons is a real world champ. I mean, he's just uh, holding. He never lost it. I mean, he just holding the title for John Cena. We all know this. <laughs> Don't you really think John Cena's gonna come back and win? Yes. I mean, it, I wouldn't doubt it, but I'm pretty sure John would be like, "Nah, he need to go over." Well, you know, I, I I hope John Cena takes a DDT on the floor, and then Roman rolls him up and he kicks out at two. What is it? Summer 2010? You gotta give freaking Wade Barrett flashbacks. <laughs> PTA, PTSD. Story continuity. That man, PTSD. Edge versus Seth Rollins. Obviously, this was a match that a lot of people were talking about should have happened when Edge came back. Or was a dream match we were talking about when Edge came back? Edge and AJ Styles, Edge and Seth Rollins. Those are the only two that mattered. Maybe Finn. I'd watch Edge versus Ricochet. Oh, Robert O'Reilly getting beaten. Like, what is going on? Did you see this? She just threw a, a whole ass What's body you? wash bottle at me. Look at this. Jesus Christ! He said, "Do I need a bat?" <laughs> he said, <laughs> "No, I think she's." Just, <laughs> She said, with you. Look how big this is. You're about to get hit said, in the limbs with this. She said, You need to wash your funky ass, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's that full. I wasn't even watching it. even worse. I heard the thud and I was like, Damn, she's doing that with all types of anger. She even want to do uh, that I all. Keep, <laughs> I keep telling, oh, yeah, because, yeah, anyway. Um, well, I keep telling her she should have been a softball player. She has a pretty good arm. Jesus Christ. Uh, and Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Does anybody care? No. Yes, no. because Priest is going to finally be champion. That's all I care about. I, I care. mean, let's hope, but... Uh, maybe let's hope. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. What sure. reason do they have Sheamus being champion right now? It's Sheamus. Because Shamus. they like Sheamus. They like Sheamus. Like <laughs> Because it's Seamus and fuck everybody else. So well, if they like <laughs> money, they should go with Priest. And Alex will agree with me on this. I'm pretty sure you heard me. So like the only time Priest drew money was when it was a bad money. I mean, hey, I'm not. Well, that's the truth, though. I mean, am I right or am I right? That's what. Hey, but that's one way to start off uh, your main roster career. That's way better than whatever. Give me I an mean, example, uh, Sami Zayn. The fact that allegedly his career was in the balance if that if Bad Bunny yeah. didn't get over was wild to me. I'm like, what? Well, that's a lot of pressure I mean, to put on a guy. Who yeah. literally just got called up. Oh, hold on. And he wasn't on TV after that, man. Like, no, he, well, he, he did that well, he, he did that zombie thing. He, yeah. was on that t- he wasn't on TV that week, but he was on the next week to start that feud with Miz. 
which I told you that was going to happen. I was like, he's going to feud with Miz after WrestleMania. Lord and behold, he feuds with Miz after WrestleMania. It's so fucking stupid. I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I think Priest is a star, but I'm not, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care for this match at all. Like, okay. I mean, Priest against anybody else probably would be interesting, but I don't know. Against, well, I, I against Sheamus. suck. This match is gonna I don't think it's gonna, gonna suck. I think I, I think Sheamus. Um, wait, wait, okay. The worst match on the card. Ashley versus Goldberg. Depends on how long they go. They better not go more than five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they go past five minutes, it's it's gonna be a bust. Mm. And then the problem with Sheamus and Priest is you know it's gonna be a bust because they're gonna go longer than twelve minutes. I'm not saying I wouldn't say it's going to be a bust just because Priest himself doesn't have bad matches. Sheamus, you know? I, Sheamus does not excite me, but he's not a bad worker. So yeah, no, he's not bad. So he can keep. But I'm just saying, of all the matches, I'm yeah, like you guys are saying, you guys are right. It's not going to be like that bad. Look, uh, I bet you that triple threat for the Raw Women's Tag. It's mostly going to be a Charlotte Rip, or another Charlotte Rhea match. <laughs> Nikki barely going to do anything until it's time for her to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do something stupid like they're gonna take her out of the match and then she's gonna be loaded onto a stretcher and then. No, I don't know if they. I don't think they're gonna do all that. I just think she's just gonna powder they for a long time. Do that stupid shit though. Somehow it's like, oh, we gotta put the baby face over, so let's put him on a stretcher and have him do a cool baby face comeback. And they don't. The title. They don't do that a lot. But all right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the worst time they tried that was Roman when he was defending his WWE title in the Rumble. And this man walked to the back under his own power. I'm like, what? Your title is on the line, fool. What the? F- what is going on? And they wonder why Roman got booed out the building that night. Bro, that would have been some. That would have been a classic heel move if, like, he just sat out the whole match and just waited till the very end. And they just <laughs> left it. Like that's. That like, if there was a time to do a stretcher spot, that was the perfect time to do a stretcher spot. Like, who put him through the table, Rusev? So. You could have Rusev take Roman out, and then they could have stretched Roman to the back, and then Roman could have just came back under his own power, like a triumphant hero, limping or whatever, and then not win the match. You could probably start Triple H win it, but at least he would get more sympathy as a babyface because it's like he got taken out, the heels were against him, and then he got screwed over in the end by management, even though he was about to win. Like that would give him way more sympathy than like him just getting up and then just walking to the back. Oh, my ribs hurt. My tummy hurts. Because the back, that man went to go to the back yeah. to play dolls with his daughter. Because <laughs> I was like, why new commercials came out? Yeah, the, it wasn't a good look for your supposed strong baby face. Just like how John Cena then built up this whole match with Roman. <laughs> he came out there, signed his name in the contract. Even though Roman and said, I don't want to face him. <laughs> and then Finn is getting his ass whipped out of bloodline, and John Cena's nowhere to be found. For real, that's another weird thing they gotta stop doing. I'm like, why y'all just have baby faces get whooped and then nobody comes to save them at all? Yeah, <laughs> it says I did not have friends. I thought they had friends. Like they're baby faces. They're the good guys. John took this man's spot, and he wouldn't even come out there and save the man. I bet <laughs> Zack Ryder was back there watching. Like, it happened to me too. <laughs> happened to Zach me. Ryder should have tweeted Finn. I mean, Matt Cardona, he he probably just like, yeah, Finn, I feel your pain. John Cena didn't save me either. So that's the match I technically want to see now. I want to see Finn Balor versus John Cena. That's the real beef. The thing that made me um, 
laugh. Remember like a week or two ago when uh, that one, uh, this one person tweeted after Matt Cardona won the GCW title from Nick Gage, and it was like, it's because you called us the GCW Universe, and we don't like that because we're real wrestling fans. That made me laugh in hindsight a couple days later because I saw like a video like in my algorithm or whatever. I think it was like for Facebook. No, not for Facebook. It was for YouTube. Instagram? And it was oh. and it was like GCW, the Invisible Man versus Invisible Steve. I'm like, y'all got to match your two Invisible Men and y'all call yourselves real wrestling fans. Get out of here. <laughs> Stop it. Get out of here. Y'all deserve Matt Cardona taking y'all world title away. He's gonna have a match with two invisible men on it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Look, I'm all for comedy matches. I say it every year, the G1 rolls around. Yano be have Toru Yano be having the most entertaining matches on the card half the time. There's a time and a place. Yeah. Yeah, there's a time and a place for him. Like I said, your your wrestling card should be like a melting pot. It should have the a diverse of everything. You have everything for everyone. Your comedy, your this, your that. And not even saying matches have to strictly be comedy straight up all the way. You know, there's comedy in like the he- there's comedy in the heel getting foiled, trying to do a move or whatever, or selling or something like that, or calling a timeout after they take a move from the babyface. There's comedy in that. You don't have to get the freaking inflatable wa- waving flailing arm flavorable tube, man. I messed that up. <laughs> like throw them up in there. But notice we're just saying this because no one has anything worthwhile to say about Sheamus and Damian Priest. <laughs> Is that, as well, priest wins. And then takeover inexplicably is the day after. And it sucks because NXT has been getting hit the hit worse than anybody right now. And it's just like this is their moment to shine after a pay-per-view. The day after and it's just like so shitty because everyone's gone. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about it. our main topic for the evening, the state of NXT. Currently, it's not a good state. No, it's <laughs> let's, not. let's just be a hundo about it. Um, I don't even know how to start this conversation. NXT is right now. Say so what? <laughs> get started. I, I like I said. I, I don't even know how to start this conversation off. Really, because because it's not bad. Like the start it off, it's not bad. It's obviously it's not as good as it used to be. Hell nah. Not even close. <laughs> Let's say they no, fall into the same the same routine. I think that's their problem right now. I think they, they have this routine that they keep on doing and they it worked for them at a certain time, but when you're competing against another company on another channel, um you, you, you gotta switch up the formula in somewhere form. Actually, yeah. that's that's actually where you're wrong because when they went to USA, they did switch up the formula. That's why they started messing up. Mm. Yeah, Robert, that's yeah. where they started messing up. Go back and watch those shows because I watched a video on it. Even though Cultaholic is slowly draining. Yeah, Okay, you're right because in a way because they were slowly starting to just care about what AEW was doing and not what they were doing yeah, yeah they were too busy like hot shotting a lot of stuff and kind uh, of I'm rushing sure certain things was, whereas yeah, before they were like more before when they were on the network and it, they were just on the network they could they were slow building feuds there's a lot of things going on a lot of character work a lot of people intersecting 
and you waited for these payoffs. That's why the takeovers were so great. Takeovers are still good now, but that's why the takeovers were so great because every, pretty much every single match at a takeover had a build. Every single one, minus maybe one match on the card, but every single takeover, every single match had a build of like a couple months. So you could see these things pay off, and usually when they paid off, that was it. Like NXT didn't do rematches a lot. Like I think the first couple of rematches they started doing was with Finn and Joe. Yeah, like they did that, and that made sense in that storyline. But for the most part, NXT didn't do a whole lot of rematches. I mean, they probably add guys to like matches. Like when Neville was the champion, they still slowly started building him to do that fatal four way thing with like who was it? it? Was Tyler Breeze, Tyson Kidd, and was it Sammy? Sammy Zayn. Yeah, yeah. Sammy. They built up to that because first he faced Kidd, then they added Breeze in the next one, then they put in Zayn. But other than that, they didn't do rematches a whole lot. But now it's like they don't they they don't do rematches as much as Raw or SmackDown do. Thankfully. It's Jesus Christ. You'll see the same dudes yeah. fight on Raw for like a month. And you're like, are they still having matches? Like, remember when we were talking about, like, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but like when Roman and Corbin kept fighting for like a whole year. Yeah, that was uh... like always on TV. They always had a match. And I'm like, are they still fighting? Why? <laughs> it's been a year. And then they had... And then they started to add Strowman and the Miz to it or something. And then they all, that's, is that when they were brought, brought the shield? Is that that time period? Uh, When Corbin and Roman were shooting or is that after? That was like one of their feuds. Cause remember they were feuding on Raw and then they moved to SmackDown and kept feuding. <laughs> and that was when Corbin did the stupid dog food thing and the, oh, and, and, yeah, the yeah, yeah, okay. and the dog on the Tron and, because when they were on Raw, that was the Shield things. That was Moxley's last run. Because Corbin was teamed up with Drew and Bobby. Glad they got out of that. Jesus Christ. Because um, he was teamed up with them. And then when they moved to SmackDown, they kept feuding. But then they just added the Usos into the mix. And I forgot who was running around with Corbin. I think it was Rude and Ziggler. Uh, yeah, because they yeah, Ziggler pulled up yeah, dirty dogs, dog food. Yeah, it was, it was stupid. But back to NXT, they, like, a lot of people, like, we, like, y'all showed the thing on the group chat about, like, what do y'all think, you know, where NXT jumped the shark? And a lot of people said when they moved to USA, and in a way, that's that's true. <laughs> Some people were talking about the Champa Gargano yeah. thing. I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm one of the, I guess I'm one of the few people that liked that. I mean, there were problems I had with it, like, the fact that it was supposed to be just one whole fight but it you know they, there were commercial breaks <laughs> so, that was kind of weird to me i'm like you could have just you probably just could do that in like one go instead of just having commercial breaks in but i i like that you know that one final beat fight they had i thought it was cool candace turning uh, it was one of the better cinematic matches i thought candace turning heel was a nice thing candace turning heel legit surprised me because it was like for the longest time she was just in the middle of it and she was just like johnny this isn't you blah 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 and then she finally turned heel and i'm like okay this is interesting um but yeah, it's it's mostly like, yes, it the thing was in response to AEW, them going up to Wednesday, and even though they were already on Wednesday, but them being on TV on Wednesday, yes, that was in response to AEW, that was Vince hitting panic button, 
um and triple h kind of went along with it. it was like all right cool but then they started had to change the format up for tv sake it's like well we since we're on tv now we gotta oh we gotta push this we gotta do this we gotta bring this person in we gotta do this thing and um it kind of like soured nxt and then someone brought up i was watching this video and they brought up uh like they tried to push nxt with like survivor series 2019 which in my opinion survivor series 2019 was a good survivor series but uh with nxt winning the whole three brand thing and i guess that was them trying to get more eyes on nxt than two but you know we're at really nothing yeah we're at we're at now and objectively I, I haven't watched it in months, but not. I mean, I watch it. I try and watch NXT almost every week, but I haven't watched AEW in a couple months. Objectively, I still think NXT is much better than AEW. But, but the ratings don't really reflect that for one reason or another. It may be NXT's weird kind of booking, the fact that Vince, uh, I had a theory that it's just like, Vince or whoever's in charge on the main roster doing creative or whatever. The reason that now that people, when they get called up from NXT, at least on Raw, SmackDown, they seem to be doing a bit better. But at least on Raw is like why they're getting treated like freaking schlubs is because they are mad that they couldn't beat AEW. So they're punishing. So instead of trying to better themselves or at least go back to what made NXT so great in the first place, they're punishing NXT talent for it. It's just like we put you down here to take away from AW and you couldn't take away from AW. So we're gonna call you up and for a minute at least we're gonna say F you mess you up. Mm. Or at least delude NXT's brand further, which is like I said, it's just a theory and it's a counterproductive theory, but it's just like otherwise there's no reason for like them to call up Karrion Cross, who was the active NXT champion, and then he just like loses Jeff Hardy in like two minutes. Because Think about the last guy who was called up wild champion. It was Kevin Owens. Owens, right? Yeah. And what he do? He whooped John Cena. Actually, it was out, technically Adam Cole was a uh, champion, and they brought him up too, and he beat Daniel Bryan clean. So either way, he wasn't. I'm just saying, you know. Either way, those examples are both better than what they've done to Karrion Cross. Yes. Yes. So. You know, it just seems like now there's they're going back and being like, oh well, it's just developmental now again. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what they're saying, and I think that hurts the perception of uh, NXT because it's just like the perception of AEW is so much bigger than developmental. So of course, if you have a casual fan going, well, why would I want to watch the developmental guys when I can watch the real superstars that look like a that looks like an actual wrestling show and this and that. You know what I mean? It's just like... Yeah, and this goes into... It's an eye eye test thing, too, you know? And this goes into the releases, which happened this past week. All of them from NXT. It's like 13 of them. Why did you need 13 people? Asher Hale, Ari Sterling, uh, Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Mercedes Martinez, Tyler Rust, Zechariah Smith, Jaya Zangier, and Stefan Smith, who is a referee. Now, like 90% of these people I named were all on TV. Bronson Reed was the United was the North American champion a month ago. So did they tell did they explain why these people got released? They say budget cuts. Or that and the whole thing with apparently the new edict that Vince has drawn down. 
according to a few sources, is that NXT will no longer have smaller and older wrestlers, but rather younger and taller wrestlers, and are wanted with the idea that they would become main eventers, like WrestleMania main eventers down the line. But yet they just had Vince just had a meeting with Adam Cole, who's one of the shortest people there in NXT. Exactly, and that brought up something someone said. They were like. Imagine trying to negotiate with Adam Cole after you fired his friend, talking about Bobby Fish. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, that's just an AEW mark just trying to get Adam Cole over there, which we like, have, that's another thing we like, I, about like I get you, right? I know I've said on this podcast before, right? I love y'all guys. Pretty much every you like brothers, right? But if I have to choose between that and money that will make my life better, I'm choosing the money. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sorry. Like that's like if I was Cole, I'm like Bobby Fish is my boy, right? That's my uh-huh. boy. But I'm choosing the money. If the money is like you know makes my life better, makes my situation better, I'm choosing the money over friendship in that instance. And I'm pretty sure Bobby would be like, yeah, you know, do what's best for you. You gotta do what's best for you. You guys, like, well, you fired my friend. I'm not resigning. Like unless you just know it's a bad deal, then yeah, don't resign. But then so I'm like, nah, bro. I'm choosing the money. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like I gotta do what's best for me at the end of the day terrible that you gotta let go but you know I'm still here yeah. I'm gonna try and make the best of it I just Bronson Reed to me was just the biggest like wow you know what I mean because like is it the, one of the he's older is that the thing I don't know I think it was one of those things where it was like apparently also from other news we've heard I've seen these cuts weren't even obviously these cuts weren't picked by Triple H and Shawn Michaels. They like these were done by like Bruce Pritchard, Johnny Ace, and Vince. Who probably don't even watch the product. Can we just tweet them? I just want to know, like, hey, do you guys even watch the product? Or do I don't you think this one. I don't think Vince does. Granted, he's very busy, and apparently, the, a couple months ago when he went to the PC, that was his first time ever at the PC. Um, but I I, I heard it was a positive visit. <laughs> so I guess there's that uh, then there was also that rumor that the reason that Otis and Keith Lee and a couple of others got sent back to the PC was because Bruce didn't like how they were being trained in NXT apparently yeah but Otis wasn't back at the PC for long was he was no he- neither was Keith but you know they got sent back for like more training or whatever it was Um, like some of these names I'm like hmm, Asher Hale and Ari Sterling all right, cool, I guess. Um, Tyler Russ, wasn't he on the list too? Tyler Russ, they just put him in that Diamond Mine stable and then they already let him go. Like, what's the point yeah. of Diamond Mine now? Is it just Roddy and that coach dude now? Like, what? They, and, and like I said, it's not a good look for NXT because they're building all these things up and just to tear them down. And for what reason? Just why like, get rid of weed? Like, Bobby, Bobby Fish, I was less like upset about because Bobby had become more or less injury prone so getting old too so I mean yeah, I could see them being I could see him being a trainer he's that good uh Bronson yeah Bronson made no sense uh Jake Atlas uh I feel like they maybe could have got a little bit more out of Jake Atlas I could but right. on the grand scheme in the grand scheme I could take or leave Jake Atlas uh Kona Reeves I'd been saying that Kona Reeves was kind of butt <laughs> like, I'm not even gonna what? lie to y'all. Co- the Co- finest. Conan Reeves couldn't get over, bro. <laughs> like, he just for whatever yeah. reason he just could not get over. 
I, I he was doing that finest gimmick, and I was like, what is what is this? What the finest? Is At the time when we he did that, he debuted that gimmick around the time we got Velveteen Dream, and it was just like, well, Velveteen's like a way better version of you, so. You know, I mean, the gimmicks aren't 100% the same, but, you know. Uh, that reminds me of one of the lines in Suicide Squad. Leon, uh, Leon's a little sad for me, honestly. I, I thought he was, I mean, his, uh, you yeah, say what you say what you, say what you want about his, you know, North American title reign. But I thought he was a nice, good underneath baby face they could have just had be yes, around. You need, you need to have, under you need baby faces, bro. Jake Atlas and Ruff were your baby faces that were like, the undercard baby faces you know what i mean yeah like the last time we saw jake atlas was when he was partnered with mercedes martinez who they let go for i don't know why they let mercedes go they needed like they needed i guess it's because the old thing old yeah but they needed they needed them older rougher tumble women that you know they got some mileage on they got some experience on mileage let's not say that they got some experience and stuff to show people some well, stuff. If your if your theory and your perspective is, oh well, we need it to be developmental, then I guess it's just like, oh, we have the coaches for that. We can just hire her as a coach. Yeah, but then again, Tyler Rust, <laughs> he was younger. Well, I don't know. I don't know who Zachariah Smith is. Giant Zangier. Uh, I don't know why they let you know a ref go. But the, some of those guys, I believe, were just signed on to the developmental deal. They were just at the PC training. Like, yes. When NXT was originally conceived, that's kind of what it was. I was like, WB pretty much being like, okay, we don't need OVW. We don't need um, Heartland. We don't need all these others. CW, we don't need all that. We got our own in-house. We got our own in-house, you know, developmental pipeline. I got you, right? But... And that's what NXT originally was, at least when they first moved to the full sale, but it still it had a good, yeah, it, it evolved from that. And it had a good mix of talent of like older and newer guys, like, it's, it's and the, they called it a super they, indie at one point. That's pretty much what it was. No, now AEW is super indie. <laughs> oh, yeah. AEW is super indie and like the bad stuff that sometimes you see but on indies nxt nxt has proven with their takeovers that they can put better shows on than their main guys so it's just like they put everyone in the position to step up their game and if you have it, a glass ceiling on them it's just developmental then it's just that whole entire thing and what you were building for and what you were evolving for this goes down the drain bro and no one's gonna watch the show now because the perspective of it is, oh, it's just developmental. I can just watch them when they come up on the main roster. You know what I mean? That, and that's a horrible, it's horrible. It's really horrible to think or say, but that's what they're going for, I guess. Because It's, like it's said, just a case of like, it's another case of WWE shooting themselves in the foot because they had this good thing going, but it was too good. <laughs> it, it was too good. Um because you'd have a lot of people being like i don't watch like a lot of people were saying it for a few years it was like nxt is the only reason to watch wwe like a lot of people were saying that and for a while that was true like for a while raw was but smackdown sometimes would do okay or was also but and the only thing worth watching was nxt week to week like nxt used to be like no you can't miss nxt now like rike said before it's like yeah i watch the takeovers and i won't miss much yeah, exactly. Because they've built everything up on those takeovers. Everything you miss in those NXTs, 
You just watch from the build up. Yeah, and whereas before, it's like if you watch any of the old takeovers, but you didn't see any of the NXTs building up to them, you're like, well, you're you still get it because the matches are so great, but you're still kind of lost. Like, whoa, well, hold on, what's going on? Yeah, like if you didn't watch the build up for that fatal four way that you mentioned earlier, you'd be like, why the fuck is he defending against three three of these guys? It's like, or if you didn't watch any of the build up for like the or know the full story behind the Champa Gargano matches. I don't understand why they were saying that. That's I I don't. I don't know. It's just personally, my problem with that feud was everything after. I thought they came together as partners way too soon. I thought they should have melted out a little bit longer. But that was my only problem with it. Everything else was fine. I even liked the cinematic stuff. I liked that they killed each other in that street fight when Chamapa came out with the fucking no music and everything. You mean Champa? Chamapa. Yeah, boy said Chamapa. Chamapa. <laughs> that Dragon Ball character. This man Chamapa. Chamapa. God. But anyway, yeah, I. No, you can't hate on that. That that shit was gold. That just what that reminded you of why personal feuds are good and can be good. You know what I mean? It's just that they had that effect on people. He didn't need no music. He came out with the booze. The booze was his music. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. That was this fucking. That's fucking genius. That's gold. Like you, you can't find that out. You can't do that anywhere on the main roster. AEW, New Japan, ROH, anywhere else. Oh, yeah, that's Vince would power. never. Vince would never allow somebody to come out with like no music. Has I think they did. They did it before with Ziggler. Like remember when Ziggler was doing one of his heel runs, and then his oh, music would start, yeah. and then it would do that record scratch, and then he'd have no music. He that- only did that though for like a month. Yeah, that was only for like a month, and then he got his music <laughs> back. Vince was probably just like, "Yeah, no, this is stupid now. Stop." This is this isn't working. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, Rike? Um, I was I'm pretty sure I was in a minority on this, but I was scared to death when NXT got on USA Network. I just thought it was like the beginning of the end from there, because. <clears throat> When you go from being a streaming platform, I think you said it earlier in the conversation. When you're on streaming, you can pretty much, you know, put the show together however you want to put it together. When you're on TV, you kind of have to like fall in whatever direction the network wants you to fall into. And I felt like once NXT got a TV deal, it just became another show. It, it lost everything that made it special. Um, because I was one of those people, I was about to stop watching WWE all together until you started telling me like, hey, you should watch NXT on Hulu. And I did. And the thing that made NXT special was they had time to build things. They got on USA Network, they were hot shot and shit, and nothing like meant anything anymore. And when you hot shot stuff, you don't really give your audience any time to like invest in the characters or the story of the match. So, in a sense, when they got on USA Network, they lost their grip on what made the show special in the first place. And after a while, they stopped, like, I guess, trying to counter-program AEW, and it really just became a more watered-down version of what it originally was. And now you have, you know, dumb shit like the Index storyline going on, or um, you have guys getting released when they're starting feuds and shit like that or like you know them shooting the women's division in NXT in the foot when they called Tegan Knox and Shotzi up and Tony yeah and Tony like like this girl Raquel she 
this is her first like she's 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 in the worst position of any champion in the company overall and she has someone to feud with yeah because she's she's holding a title after you know, Shayna Baszler had it Rhea Ripley had it after Io Shirai yeah. had it and she don't have anybody to feud with you know so I'm pretty sure they wanted to hold off on her and Dakota but now they had to hot shot that so it, it's like I said once they got on USA Network the brand just lost sight of what it really was and it just became a watered down product and I'm kind of like I'm really disappointed in it in a sense that it's pretty much going to go back to the FCW days from what I understand because they just wanted to be like a a farm system, I guess. I could be, I could be putting too much faith in him, mostly because it's like, it's like a bias that he did a lot of good with it. But I yeah. think sometimes a lot of the stuff was out of Triple H's control. After a while, like I'm sure maybe when they first got up there, I want to believe that he wanted to keep NXT how it was, right? How they were doing it on, you know, the network. It's just like, okay, we got a plan fine we're gonna bring it up sure this is i'm just like he shoot he might not have agreed with them going to usa at all but he's just like okay whatever fine we're doing good here it's a new challenge okay cool we'll show them what nxt can do blah 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 blah, blah. so i want to believe that maybe he and his team wanted to be like okay we're gonna keep it you know how it is we're gonna keep this going we're just gonna you know just keep doing what we're doing but then maybe the network or maybe vince or whoever it's just like no nah, you gotta no, I'm you, pretty sure it was Vince. You got to pick it up. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to make it exciting. You got to make people want to watch it every week. Like I, I, I can hear Vince saying, uh, well, well, Triple H, I understand what you're saying and how you think about that, but it's not going to work for TV. You got to do this for TV. The way you're formatting NXT is not going to way it's it's not going to work on national television. It's not conducive to TV, which is a lie. But it's a lie because that format because that's. NXT, that used to be the format for wrestling until the 90s. Yeah. Mostly Attitude Era, like that whole long form storytelling build. That's the stuff you'd always see in like Memphis and Mid South and like the NWA and AWA and all that kind of stuff. Like that, that's kind of how it was, that old style. Um, I was like, it's not conducive to TV. I'm like, if people sit and watch eight seasons of Game of Thrones where like two seasons, nothing happens, they can. They can endure a wrestling show. <laughs> they can endure a wrestling show that has slow builds. Like that's also the things you got to trust your audience in that because it's. I think yes, yes. NXT being like we're going to be on Wednesdays now, like a month before AEW debuted. Yes, that left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. I get that, but I also feel like if NXT stayed NXT, like if Vince or whoever. Or maybe even Triple H was like, no, nah, we got to try this. But if they were just like, no, nah, we're going to keep it how it is, how it was on the network, keep these long-term storytellings, you know, we obviously there's going to be, you know, probably going to be some rough waters, be some rough waters for a bit. We might not hit the ratings we want to at first, but, you know, we ride it out and we keep it going. We'll, you know, we'll show how it is. I'm pretty sure after a while, those numbers would have been more even. Or... Again, this could just be my bias talking. It probably is. They probably would have outshined AEW because the things people talk about what NXT did, right? The hot shotting and all sort of kind of stuff. AEW does it too. Oh, yeah. They, they're, they're even worse about it. They do it too. It, like the whole blood and guts, right? Blood and guts, perfect example. They did blood and guts like 
how long, Robert? Two weeks before they had a pay-per-view? Two weeks, yeah. I'm like, y'all could have put that on the pay-per-view and drew even more money than just putting it in literally in an empty arena. Like, they hotshot a lot of stuff, too. Like, a lot of these Cody feuds get hotshot. Like, this Malachi Black stuff. Which, do they have that match? <laughs> They're already teasing Cody Rhodes retiring. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. And, and he, he took off the boots and everything, but my, Malachi Black knocked his ass out again and threw the boots in his face. He's like, get the fuck out of my ring. You're retired, bro. You they hot-shotted, and I don't want to go too long about AW because we're talking NXT, but they also, they hot-shotted Cody's first title match. When they were talking about Cody, he was like, if I can't beat Jericho, this is literally his first ever title match in the company. He's like, if I can't beat Jericho, I will never challenge for the AEW World title again. I'm like, why are you doing this stipulation already? Well, if you ask the AEW fans, they defend it and say story continuity, there's going to be an ending to all this. Well, apparently, well, if you, apparently over the past couple of weeks, if you listen to some of them crowds, they are turning on Cody. Because Malachi Black is fucking awesome, which is well, a horrible reason why they should have hot shot at this view. Well, there's that and the <laughs> fact that Cody is like not there. Cody held a feud and then dip for like six to eight months and then come back and do another feud and then dip for like six more months. Well, I, 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 yeah, as soon as you put your character in a, in a glass ceiling, I, I immediately don't care for it. So it's actually exactly what he did. So. But yeah, like I said, AEW hotshots a lot of stuff too. But you know, their fans are so like ravenous and hardcore and so anti WWE. If a bunch of them, they're just they ride with it. They don't care. They don't care that. That's like um, ECW with WCW. Like apparently they, like I don't. Know, I mean, you're probably not following this, Ricky. But you know how they were building to hang. Um, you might have heard of it. You know how they were probably building to Hangman Page and Omega. They uh they they pretty much canceled that match. For all out, so Paige isn't even facing Omega for the title anymore at all out. Yeah, I know. I, so, I was so stupid about that. There's like, why would you even tease that then? I keep a key moments on AEW, like Malachi Black for the Rhodes. I don't, I don't follow anything else. Well, the main through storyline was apparently was well how I followed it was like they were always going to have hangman and omega that was like one of their longest long-term storylines was going to be hangman versus omega for the world title and probably hangman finally getting the belt and i guess they were going to have a match it all out they had advertised it for a little bit and then pretty much once the news of punk and daniel and danielson possibly signing came out they were like yeah nah we're not going to have hangman face omega anymore oh so they're doing a tna shit I remember there was a couple times where they were going to push AJ and they would sign somebody from WWE and AJ's push would get put off. That's what it seems like. Or AJ would lose to that person they signed. Yeah. That was like, that, that was the thing that pissed me off the most. They would sign, like, and no offense to Booker T, right? Because Booker T is one of the all-time greats. You sign Booker T and all of a sudden AJ is about to win the world title. Oh, no, you lose to Booker T instead. Why? <laughs> AJ should have beat Booker T. Why? Because he's a number one contender. Five times. Oh, damn. I want to see that match. They did Dakota Kai versus Ray. Yeah, that was the next seat tonight. Apparently, Amber Moon, your girl, your girl, Marcel, Amber Moon is injured. Where'd you get that from? That Amber Amber is my girl. Where'd you get that from? Amber. You terrible tonight. Amber Moon, Rachel Gonzalez. (laughs) Do you ever 
Don Hoosen. I don't even know what you said. Don Hoosen. Like, I'm like, I tried to, to do a horrible German accent with Dan Hansen. If you don't watch the product, for real, like, Jesus Christ, this man. Um, See, speaking of, like, you say, Ricky? This is what we can't do a segment. You can't get names right. 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 The names are wrong. But this is what we're talking about, though, with Raquel, right? She has no baby faces to feud with. So they made her the baby face because that makes sense. Make her the baby face against Dakota. But they do it all the time. It makes me really wonder who's running NXT. Is it Vince or is it Triple H? Because well, apparently I, Vince uh, is going to be more hand on with the NXT in the future. That's what uh, they say. I feel like he's been on more hands on already, brother. Well, right? for now, at least we got UK. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> at least we got like UK. Sound like we're well, super kicking Vince. Which I gotta watch this week's UK because Devlin and A Kid had that Iron Man match. I know that was fire, but yes, I love A Kid. Um, you have A Kid. A Kid. A Kid. What'd you say, Rico? Bro, I, I'm just thinking like, man, we were talking about this at the show a couple months ago. I was like, man, how do how do you watch mainstream wrestling nowadays? They're like, what do you mean? I was like. It's so bad now across the board. But just just the whole thing. I'm like, you watch independent wrestling and it's fun as fuck. But then you watch mainstream wrestling, it's like, what is this? What is y'all's goal? Where are y'all going? Like, you get it, you get behind somebody, right? And then they get fired or they stop being used on television. And it's like, how am I supposed to like tune in and watch this every week if you're not gonna use the people I like consistently? That's very true. I've been watching Stardom recently, and Stardom is very fun to watch. At least this yeah, Grand Prix, like, like I, I've just been, I've just been watching some. Of, I watched day two of the GP, some matches. Y'all, I mean, y'all probably ain't gonna know most of these names I throw out there, but DDM and Donna Del Mondo, one of their stables in there, they're really fucking good. <laughs> like all of them, all of them are good. Micah's good, Shorty's good, Julia's really good. Um. Uh, not Supoy, she's good. I'm like, all these girls in here are good, and I'm really starting to like Starlight Kid. She she's really growing on me. She's pretty good. Uh, I like that name already, Starlight Kid. See, it's a name I can easily pronounce. Obviously, obviously, Mayu's good. Mayu was one of the big three there. It was her, Kaidi, and Eo. Um, like she's good. Uh, their champion Utami Hayashishita, she's good. Shout out to Mayu. Um, there you go. Alex knows one. I, I don't know none of these girls. I like Starlight Kid though. I'm sure you've probably seen Mayu maybe on an ROH show or something. She hasn't had she hasn't had, she hasn't done many stateside shows. Mm, but okay. she was at did you watch the um that joint I think that was what it was. That joint ROH in New Japan show in the garden a couple of years ago? I believe she was she was there. She was at that show. She wrestled. I forgot who she wrestled, but she wrestled at that show. I might have, I kind of remember. I want to say she was the ROH Women's Champion at the time. But um, Konami's good. Hana Kimura, rest in peace. When she was alive, she was fairly solid. Um, but yes, Stardom, Stardom got a lot of good girls. And they also had some other girls do, like B Priestley came from there. She just came from there when she went to UK. Uh, Mako Satomura was there at one time. She had a couple matches there. Tony came from there. Zaya Brookside. 
like Zaya is pretty good. Yeah, Zaya is pretty solid. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been having fun more or less watching Stardom like with some of these girls, and then some of the storylines on there like Starlight Kid. She used to be part of like the main babyface stable, the Stars. But then when they lost a match to like the main bad stable Oedo Tai, she pretty much got drafted into Oedo Tai, and now she's like evil. <laughs> so she changed her gear up. She changed her move set up. So she's pretty solid. But yeah, I have fun watching Stardom. But I could, yeah, they're, they're, I want to, like, it's it's hard, right? And I'm starting to get that anxiety with, like, certain things with, like, these releases in WWE. Because I'm like, duh. I hope they don't release so and so. Or please don't release so and so. But then they, like, let them go. And I'm like, ugh. And that makes it hard for like, and that makes it hard for like new talent to get resigned because I do believe that a lot of people could be like a lot of people out there could be in WWE right now. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Like I was talking about that with uh with a homie of mine. I was like, man, it might be best to just stay on the indies. Yeah, because at first it was just like, at first the fear with WWE was like, oh, you're gonna go there and they're gonna water down your move set. But let's be honest, that's an unfounded fear because some of these guys need their water sets moved down in a sense that they need to learn how and when to do a move, not just do the move. Otherwise, you get every Young Bucks match ever. So, um, but now the fear is like, okay, they might water down your move set, but also you might not, you might get signed and then not have a job in a month. Like you might start a stable, you might start a stable like this week, and then be on TV. <laughs> you don't have a fucking job anymore. Exactly, like that—that's the new fear where it's like, well, damn, it, job security. Like everybody needs job security, so I get that. And some people, and that's at the end of the day. Like I know wrestling is a passion, and I know wrestling for a lot of people means a lot of things, and a lot of people sacrifice their lives for this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a job. So that's why some people are like. I'm like they can if they're good enough, they can find somewhere else to go. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of these companies will scoop them up. These they can go to any indie show they want to. Granted, they aren't asking too much. They can go to like any of these indie shows or and like it's it's like what Drew says or even what Gender said. Hopefully, the company will be in a better place by then. But you could always come back if you you know. You could always come back. Nothing just because you get let go from WWE, that does not mean you are forever barred. You're forever barred from WWE unless you did like some real heinous stuff yeah. <laughs> like, and got kicked unless out. You, unless you got macho some macho man, man heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or uh, Adam Rose, like when they found out he domestic he abused his wife and they said, No, you gotta get up out of here. Like, unless you did something like that, like you could always come back. Yeah, Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre, like you guys said, those are the two prime examples. They it's like becoming- WWE champion. It's like what um, Bobby Lashley too. It took him a while, but Jesus Christ, it's, it's <laughs> like what Vince and not Vince. It's like what Jerry said: go away and learn a new hole. Oh, uh, okay. My bad. I'm getting off topic, but they just announced some matches for Takeover. Well, we only got three right now. They announced another one. Yeah, they um. Well, this was coming, but I wouldn't expecting this. Um, the undisputed finale Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly three in a two out of three falls match first fall chosen by Kyle O'Reilly pinfall second fall chosen by Cole Street Fight third fall if necessary chosen by NXT general manager William Regal steel cage 
So pretty oh, much the Gargano. So pretty much the Gargano Cole match from Takeover. What was it? Thirty. No, well, no, the one from uh, with that one, Rondo. they had a weapon steel cage match. They had weapons tied up to the steel. Oh no, it was barbed wire steel cage. It was a barbed wire steel cage weapon match. It had all the weapons glued to the fucking cage. It was still, it was still a three stages of hell match. So right, I was just gonna say, well, that I was gonna say more like Armageddon 02 with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, those, which those was three exactly stages. Yeah, which is three stages of hell, and those are the exact same stipulations that Gargano and Cole had. It was regular match, no DQ, then the steel cage with the weapons in it. And then, uh, right. well, I mean, still a steel cage and a steel cage with weapons are sort of different. It's probably going to be the same thing, Robert. It's going to be steel cage weapons. Probably no, never because they don't know how to use a fucking cage as a weapon, right? Jesus Christ. Anyway, what are we saying, Rico? I put a million uh, million dollar championship. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, there's a way I want to deliver this. Million dollar championship. <laughs> versus L.A. Knight. If Grime loses, it'll be Hall of Famer the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, who'll be forced to work as nice butler. Yay! By far the most entertaining segments on the show. They are, because they are. Because LA Knight, LA Knight's amazing, and so is Cameron Grimes. Apology. Yeah, I was, was giving Robert a hard time, but yeah, I agree with y'all. But um, that's it so far. They just added two more matches, so that brings it to five. Damn, MSK ain't got no title match. I mean, no one Me cares either. about MSK, though, because it's, like, so iffy on the fence with them. And they're yeah. floating around, too. Who have they been feuding with? They were feuding. I think they're feuding with GYV now? I don't know. No, they were finished with that. They, um, I know Ciampa and Thatcher had a badass tag team match with uh, Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. Yeah. I thought... I was the direction they're going in, but the last episode I watched of NXT was that fucking Gargano and Loomis one, and neither one of those teams were on the show. <laughs> and I, I like Johnny. Where's Theory? Where's I thought? I don't know what the fuck Austin Theory is. I think they called him up. I think they sneak called him up again. Yeah, he had a match on main event. Why? I mean, Austin Theory is good he can work and he can talk but when they no, put him good, but when they put him with Johnny they kind of like made him stupid and I don't know why they did that but when he said why because he's six feet he's young that's why <laughs> no 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 I meant like why was he, because he was in the middle yeah. of a feud he really wasn't even in the middle of a feud he he's was just the there of a feud, though. he wasn't yeah, in the middle of a feud Robert he was just he there was with Dexter no, he wasn't. Oh, yes, he, Johnny was feuding with I, Dexter. He was just there. <laughs> like, he wasn't feuding with anybody. Now is it Dexter? Now Dexter and Johnny are a tag team, though. So that's just like they're what? Are they say? a tag team? No. I thought you said they won a tag team. I thought Ricky just said he won a tag team match. No, together. no, no, he didn't. I, I said Ciampa and Thatcher had a badass match with Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan, and I was like. That was that Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano match. I never said they were a team. Jesus oh, Christ. Match. I thought, okay, yeah. Yeah, then they kind of like, oh. then that angle went nowhere because they had that lover lever match, which was stupid and it shouldn't have ended the show, but whatever. Johnny oh, beat didn't... Loomis and then it was supposed to be like, well, Indy and Dexter can't be together, but then she just ran in the ring and started making out with Dexter anyway and they ended the oh, show on that. So I was like, well, that stipulation was worthless. 
I misheard Rike, my bad, but yeah. still, it's just. Uh, I, don't, I told you guys from the beginning that Johnny was a horrible heel. I didn't. I do not like Johnny as a heel. I liked it when it start. I liked it when it started when it was just him and Candace, and they were just being like, and their whole shtick was like, "No, everyone else is wrong. We're the sane ones. Everybody else is like these fans are crazy. They're cheering all these. They're chilling, which they were kind of right in a sense. I'm like, y'all are here cheering Champa, and Champa out here just beating the fuck out of anybody with no disregard, with no regard for anybody else." He was a, I'm like, Champa is a whole menace, and y'all are cheering him. And this, that, and the other. I was like, you know what? They're kind of right. But in the way they were saying it, I'm like, no, nah, they're completely crazy. But then when they added Indy in there, and then they added Theory, and then they started doing that whole The Way thing. I like The Way as a concept, but the way they were doing it kind of went like too goofy with the whole we're family thing and blah, blah. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. But when it started, when it was just Candace and Johnny, I thought it was fine. I just want Johnny wrestling back. <laughs> thought we were getting him when he had that match with Cross. I thought so too, but Cross beat the. Sh- I don't think he beat the Shav, but he definitely did beat him. And they're doing Cross and Joe, and yay, Joe's wrestling again. But uh, speaking of you Cross, think- he got his win back over Jeff. They mm-hmm. beat him up after the match too. Three weeks too late. Right. Three weeks too late. That's should have started him. Vince. Yeah, you should have had him. I mean, yes, I get it. It's Jeff. You know, he's a legend. Give him five minutes, but Cross should have murdered Jeff Hardy. I was going to say, I feel like some other Joe's going to murder Cross. Like, it's not even going to be a contest. Just choke him out real quick. Be- <laughs> Just choke him out real quick. It's going to oh, be a three I, I, Coquina I agree with Alex. Game over. I agree with Alex. Hey, <sighs> that sounds great to me. That sounds like a perfect main event. Immediate Coquina. <laughs> or no, it starts with Cross putting... Uh, Samojo and Kahita, and then Samojo reverses it and then jokes him out. That's the plot twist. He I don't know, man. Like, in the, again, when Raquel beats Dakota, which y'all know it's going to happen, which I mean, she should. Who who she got next? Oh, no. is not ready. We know this. Saray ain't ready yet. Uh, Zoe, ain't re- Zoe ain't ready yet. Do you think they're going to have him go back and forth the title then between Dakota and... No. Stop suggesting that. <laughs> I am bringing into well, existence. you have nowhere else to go, though. Who are they going to feud with? Jesus Christ. We're not doing hot potato with the championship. Stop it. Saray is not ready. Zoe's not ready. I don't know if Gigi's a baby face, but she's not ready yet. Okay, Hopefully. Who? Um... Maybe if they wanted no, shut up. Maybe if they want to do Frankie, maybe I think it's I think it's a little bit too early for Frankie. But what else you got to do? They might do her and uh, Kaylee Ray because I heard she's stateside now. Kaylee Ray would also be a good would be interesting. I was gonna say y'all already know who I'm about to say, but when she's healthy, bring Italia down. What the hell is going I mean, on? I mean, what? I mean, Robert, well, not one Charlotte to win, and we got Alex wanting Italia to come. Like, what the fuck is going on? Look, Mandy's already in NXT for reasons. We still don't know why she's there. She's there because she's putting, trying to put viewers and butts in seats. All right. Look, I love looking at Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose is a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. 
turn into the channel. She's no, it, no, she's she doesn't have that kind of appeal where people are like, oh, Mandy's on NXT. Let me watch that. Like, no, Robert, no, she doesn't have that kind of appeal. She's not like a. Now if well, Becky Lynch well, was on NXT. Process. Now if Becky Lynch showed back up on NXT. Everybody would turn her channel because Becky Lynch is amazing. But uh-huh. you know, Mandy ain't Mandy ain't got that kind of appeal. What, what was Mandy doing beforehand? Losing with Dana Brooke. Now Dana not even on TV no more since they broke that team up. <laughs> yep. And that's exactly why she's back on NXT. And what was the hottest thing she was doing? She was doing that thing with Otis and Dolph. Ziggler, which was like the, yeah, whole, then, thing in the whole company. Then they like sneak broke those two up when they put them on different shows. And now Otis is a heel looking like a giant baby since he shaved his face. <laughs> Over there looking with, um, with Chad Gable, who they should really be doing a lot more with Chad Gable. Chad Gable could have been a new age Kurt Angle and they keep fucking him up. And they disrespecting that man. Sue. Or yeah. Shorty G. <laughs> see, WWE want to be. See, that's that's what makes me upset, right? <laughs> WWE want to be like, oh, uh, we're going to use NXT as apparently, allegedly, like, we want to use NXT as a developmental pipeline for like uh, younger talent. You got young talent on the main roster, and you're not even using it. Mustafa, right. Mustafa, yeah. Mansoor, Ricochet, Umberto Carrillo, freaking Apollo. Is Apollo still IC champ? Yeah, he is. He is. I, hard, I mean, I don't really be seeing clips with him. So I'm like, is Apollo even still there? <laughs> no, in WWE, they will release Apollo and then just vacate the IC title. <laughs> hey, hey, look, look, look. The IC title nowadays pretty much with the million dollar title. Like, it's oh, God. Biggie, Biggie won money in the bank, but you know how they always do money in the bank winners. They lose a whole bunch for well, when heels win money in the bank for whatever reason, they just lose a bunch until they cash in. Then they expect people to just be hype, which granted, sometimes they do be hype. But um, everybody else in the mid card (laughs) is he feeling with Owens? Everybody, Owens, everybody. Shinsuke, Cesaro, Big E still, I think. Like, everybody in the mid-card he is viewing, he is feuding with. Look. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He'll feud with Bailey when she get back. Like, he... <laughs> hey, I would love to see that. It'd be like China and Chris Jericho all over again. Uh, ba- Bailey would whoop his ass. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That would be a funny match to see, though. Can Bailey come back as a babyface, please? Just a babyface with just babyface with more edge to her. No, yeah, she's gonna come back like, hugging and. No, I, I didn't like that Bailey. I mean, Bailey was. Great, she's gonna grow her hair out. Look, NXT Bailey was the best Bailey. I don't care what nobody on this podcast says. Mm. Can I argue the heel Bailey? No, I just said I don't care what anybody on this podcast says. That includes you, Robert. Are you on this podcast? <laughs> you cr- I just want to make an argument that heel Bailey during the end was pretty. Not during the end, never mind. Sure, she was great, but look, is, is her name Bailey? Because you're gonna mess with me, Bally at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna be like Pam. Pam. You call her? You call her Davina Rose? Her old wrestling uh, name, like? No, uh, call her Big B or Little V. No, she got a big butt. But <laughs> big B, yeah, big B. Got a big old butt. Oh, <laughs> Bailey got a big old butt. They call uh, they call her the old wagon. She dragged, she dragging that wagon. You need a CDL because she. That's why her so see. Wagon. That's why her. That's why her ACL tore because she dummy thick and was carrying that wagon. 
and it just gave nice. out. But it, it, say just, <sighs> just NXT, man. If if they change NXT into what reportedly they're gonna change it to, it's gonna be I'm gonna be so sad. Cause I'm like, this was so this was so great. NXT really could have been like well, what can they do? What do you guys think they do to make NXT? Let's book the territory real fast, like we always do. But what can they do to make it better? Here's what you do. Well, here's what I here's I was thinking about this today. First off, NXT needs a hard reset, <laughs> like post Mania, post Mania, or post SummerSlam, whatever. Hard reset, right? Pre Mania, whatever, whatever. Whenever you want to do it, hard reset on NXT. Bring it. Try and find a way if you're going to keep it on TV, which at this point. You're not going to take it off TV. Just bring it back to what it used to be on the network. Get that. Make it a true WWE alternative within WWE like it was. Like the long-term storytelling, the character work. Bring that back. And when it comes in, the main problem with NXT now is the call-ups. Don't call nobody up. No more call-ups. I would. The the only thing... I would do with call-ups. I'd still have them, but I would only have them during the draft. That's the only time you call anybody up. That way, that'll right. give. That way, you gotta tell well in advance. Be like, hey, like events or whoever from Creative Code down. It's like, hey, Hunter, Sean, we want so and so, so and so, and so and so. It's like, okay, cool. You'll get them in the draft. Just let me write them on TV. Like and the draft would be the only time you get call-ups. Draft. Yeah. You do it every other draft. You don't do it every draft too to make it more special. No, I do it every draft, but you just got to make okay, the draft okay. a year. It, the draft got to be it's got to be a yearly thing instead of doing it when they, instead of doing it like what would they do? They did the draft and they did the superstar shake up like later that year. That's what I was done with WWE. You have two drafts, my guy. The, the <laughs> WWE wild card. Oh my god, the wild card rule. Oh my god. <laughs> Bring you remember when they had when Vince came out to explain that crap and could barely explain it? Everybody in the arena was like, "What is he talking about? Is this the early onset of dementia?" Like this man, he's like, "Yeah, every show you could have what was it like three people show up from the other brand on the other show, and they'll be the wild cards." And then they were like, "No, tag teams are one pick." And then it was like Shane was like, "Well." Uh, so and so is my uh, is my special guest, so they don't count for the wild card. I'm like, what is going on? I remember them. And then it was the same. And then it was the same dudes getting wild carded. <laughs> it was always Barry Corbin. It was always Barry Corbin. I was so pissed off. Him and like Roman. Him and like Roman would be the only ones going for show. I'm like, it's the same dudes. It's not a wild card. You're just picking the same cards from the deck. Barry Corbin. On three segments on Raw and then three segments on SmackDown. I do not want to see that guy that much. It's like, come Jesus, on. Jesus Christ, why do we still watch this? <laughs> like, <I was> like, <laughs> it was getting that bad, yeah. I was questioning my own sanity in the wild card rule era. I was like, what is going on with this? Stop the pain, remember, stop the madness. I remember not wanting to watch it, but because of my ex wanting to watch it so bad, I just, you know, kept it on and just drank through it. I'm pretty sure that's what made me start drinking again. But yeah, I'd I'd cut down, um, I'd cut down on call ups. I'd try and make it a thing where it's like, okay, you can call them up during the draft every year, but that's it. Other time, let me keep them, let me cultivate them, 
also let's like it, it's got to be some main roster changes too like also let's not ignore nxt when we call these dudes up since we're on tv it was i mean it was dumb when they were when we were only on the network but even then you can make excuse that not everybody has a network almost everybody has usa all you have to do is just do the old cements they used to do back in the day in the ruthless aggression era. Here comes the Raw Rewind, and they'll show it on SmackDown, or SmackDown would be like, and now it's the Raw Rewind, on or SmackDown Rewind. You know what I mean? Just do it for NXT. It's like, now this is what happened on NXT in case you missed it. It's just fucking 50 seconds. That's all you need to show of one of your main hot feuds. That's all you need to show. Yeah, it's like, it's, have, it's not that hard to do. They used to do it. Yeah. Let's uh let's what else would we do? I think yeah, do I think I think NXT that's UK it. Too. You gotta do that for NXT UK too. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. Keep UK in the UK. <laughs> Keep that its own thing. Keep that in the UK. That's since NXT is going downhill, UK is the one bastion we have left in this company. Well, what's until they fuck this that advertise, up. This advertisement. I'm not saying do the rewind. Then that's fine. But this advertisement, be like, hey, this Wednesday, NXT UK. And well, Thursday. But Robert, that's you would you would have to get Peacock to get UK. I don't even know if UK is on. Isn't it? No. What? I thought Bro. Peacock was free, and then there was a Peacock Bro, Plus or some shit. <laughs> Bro, Peacock's not free. It's you can get Peacock for four ninety nine. You pay ads. You get Peacock. No, you pay. It's like two ninety nine for ads, and it's two ninety nine, or it's four ninety nine with less ads, or some shit like that. It ain't free, big dog. This man said. This man, Robert. You know what? No, it's not free for you. This man thought Peacock was free. You are paying. You just don't check your bank statements. <laughs> this man thought Peacock was free because his WWE network transferred over. No, my guy, that is not free. <laughs> Maybe it was like a special hey. deal. Hey, yeah, you probably got a promo deal, but now you got to start paying four dollars a month. Be, I don't, I don't pay for that. Hold on, I got to do a PSA. I got to do a PSA. <laughs> This is Rike Gilmore this evening with a public service announcement. Kids, don't do drugs. Because if you do drugs, they'll have you thinking things like your WWE Network subscription transferred over to your Peacock subscription and thus making your Peacock subscription for free. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the cock is not for free. Uh, the cock the is cock. not for free. In the words of Kendrick Lamar, this cock ain't free. You like you this way? <laughs> Well, all I got is he sounded so sure. He said, Peacock is free. I didn't pay electricity for three years. I didn't, I mean, I'm not going to pay for. My you know, God. I, I needed that. Yeah. I needed that. I've been on my own. I've been in my own head for the past like 30 minutes. I needed that. All you guys need to know <laughs> is that I pulled some strings and I don't pay for Peacock. Ladies and gentlemen, so that's why I it three weeks. Robert Box's return to the Brohands podcast. He did not disappoint. <laughs> he don't miss. He don't miss. Oh, he missed. It's just hilarious. <laughs> I did not miss. See, I honestly thought it. <laughs> so, what, what, what we got? What we got? We got Rachel Gonzalez. We got Don Hooson. Amber Moon. Amber Moon and Free Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> you think so that we just like purposely fuck these guys over on their names? And at, at this point, you have to be <laughs> like at this point, you got to be trolling this man. Robert, Robert, okay, be like, I was trolling with the Amber. Is free. 
Hey, I don't pay for it, so I don't know what's going on. I might have to check that out. You clearly don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's the same thing that happened to my electricity. Remember, Alex, I told you, for some odd reason, I, I had my electricity was on. It was supposed to be off, and I, it was like that for three years. I just left it Jesus there. Christ. But all in all... <laughs> you get free electricity for free, three years, Marcel. I don't know how can you not pass up that deal. I don't know what happened. I didn't ask any questions. Why you ask any questions? You probably have an outrageous electricity bill. Sounds illegal. <laughs> right. <laughs> they got your shit collections. You're going to get it uh, one day. <laughs> it's just, in the grand scheme of things, this goes beyond NXT. It's just really worrying now. I'm trying to, like, you know, I'm not on social media as much. I'm not on social media at all, actually. So I can't tweet now, by the way, guys. So I, that's why I haven't been able to Are you in Twitter jail? No, like, I literally, I think it's that's to do with my corner of the phone because I'm clicking the tweet button like this, and it's still not tweeting. So, Twitter's blocked you from tweeting. <laughs> I think the universe did, yeah. I think the universe is like, no more tweeting. I'm not on social media anymore, so I don't really get a lot of the. Wait, you're news. not on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not on Tumblr. I'm not on nothing. I deleted all the apps off my phone last this week. <laughs> yeah, I used Tumblr. I used to use Tumblr a lot. You should use Reddit. I thought Reddit was like the upgraded Tumblr. I have Reddit, but I don't, I'm not on Reddit either. Um, yeah, I got on social media for my mental health, but anyway, uh, I, I'm not really, but it's just like a, it, it's just like a worrying thing that's going on internally. Cause you hear these rumors and then you hear the whole thing. Like apparently there's two different factions inside the company now that are worrying about what wrestling is like, I guess Paul oh, yeah, you got the side. old heads. Yeah, apparently it's yeah, like Vince's camp versus, I guess, the other camp is Triple H and crew. I don't know. That's what I feel like it is. Mm. Like Triple H, Shawn Michaels. It's Regal, like Vince's, apparently like guys who side with Vince, which is obviously, you know, like Bruce and Johnny Ace and whoever else versus whoever else in the company is like, no, that's not what wrestling is. This is what wrestling is. And I'm like. So this, it's pretty much like what it was in 95 when the click was trying to show Vince McMahon what the fuck, what in now like what's cool what's hip what is professional wrestling it's the same thing all over again except uh, this time they're in suits you know what i mean it's just it's the same shit yeah i don't know like i, I think i've said this i don't think i've said this before but if i haven't i'll reiterate if i was if i had the money like if i had tony khan money and i was running a wrestling company two of the top people i would try and get like legit would be paul Heyman and jim Cornette. get mm. paul ha- i get paul Heyman to like keep his ear to the ground he ain't handling no money <laughs> that's number one he ain't handling no money but you know paul Heyman is usually pretty like you know he's usually on the pulse of what's happening in the wrestling world he's normally kept abreast of things like that and then i'd get Cornette to show me how to format a wrestling show like um the only thing with Cornette is you just have to tell Cornette, look you can't be slapping people that too you be, yeah uh, you, you you can't you can't be doing that bro <laughs> like you can't be doing that he wouldn't be like I'd, he'd be on my creative, and I'd have somebody else on my creative because I can't, I couldn't have just Cornette solely on my creative. I would need somebody else too. Love maybe Brian. I maybe I put him in maybe I put him and Heyman on Cornette and, and him and Heyman on on uh on creative. That'd be an interesting combo. See what the hell they come up with. Um, I probably have Triple H running my talent. Him no Regal. I have Regal running my talent. <laughs> I'm like Regal running my talent relations. Uh. 
I wouldn't do nothing. Like I'd just front the money. I'd be Shahid. I'd be Shahid. Shahid Shahir. Tony Khan's daddy. I'd be him. Putting the money. I'm like, I'll just put the people that uh, I'll just put the best people in the positions to do to run the show. I ain't gonna do nothing. I ain't gonna book nothing. I ain't gonna write nothing. All I'm gonna do is sign people they tell me to sign and maybe have some input. Like I don't know about that guy, but other than that, I'm like, I ain't doing nothing. Let people who know what they're doing, <laughs> let people who know what they're doing, do what they do. And I'm just and I'm chilling with the money. money. You ain't gonna do an age test like Vincent, man. Hell nah. If you 80 and can still go, you'll be 80 and going. <laughs> like I don't know. Put put some of this put this young talent over. Yeah, it's in a retirement center. Shit. Like put put this young talent over you eight you octogenarian. Get it done. Let's go. You damn Ric Flair. Let's go. Apparently Vince. Uh, also apparently Vince don't like. Speaking of that side note, this was on Around the Ring. According to Cornette, Vince huh, didn't like the way Rick wrestled. What? Yeah, he uh, uh, uh what he said said Jim Cornette on his drive-through show spoke about McMahon preferring the likes of Hulk Hogan to Flair, and he said he was not a fan of Flair style of wrestling. He said Vince respects Ric Flair, who Ric Flair has been, what he's done, his longevity, the dedication he has to, had to the business, the fact that he was the guy for the only opposition that Vince had there for quite a while, etc. Vince never liked Ric Flair style of wrestling or style of matches, and he wouldn't be Vince's favorite wrestler even in the top fifty. Vince's favorite kind of wrestler was Hulk Hogan. The exact antithesis to Ric Flair. I remember one time he got mad at uh, Vince got mad at Ric Flair and Macho Man for fucking up a match. He hated the match so bad that he told him to go out there and redo it. Oh, at uh, what is it? Wrestling Classic or Wrestling something? One of the shows from back in the day? One of my my favorite Vince stories is when apparently (laughs) was when he came out at a live event (laughs) during a Tajiri Rhino match (laughs) and told him to get out the ring. He said their match was shit. <laughs> well, I mean, Ric Flair, even Brett has said that he doesn't like Ric Flair's style. Although he said he's a good wrestler, but he does his style of match. Because he, Ric Flair likes to do this thing to where he likes to do the same formula in his matches, especially with big guys. He, I can the tell same you right now, the, the flopping after mm-hmm. the fucking chops he'll do the flip over the ring or you know the ring ropes and then he'll uh flare flop he'll do the thing off top rope mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the and flare if flop, he's wrestling a big guy he'll always buckle. do the gorilla press spot always it doesn't matter if it was Ruger, yeah. Sting, Goldberg it's always the the press and two times too we press slam and then he'll get right back up another press slam and then like drop kick clothesline I remember <laughs> I don't know if it was just how I forgot who he was wrestling, but I liked it. I was like to call it like a delayed sell because Rick got press slammed. Right. And then he stayed on his, then he stayed on the mat for a few seconds. And then all of a sudden he got up. Oh God. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I forgot what match that was. He was legit on his back for a few seconds. not moving. Then all of a sudden just, oh, oh. I was like, nice. I'm like, Ricky, you all right? Second money in the bank match. Yes, that's what it was. Matt Matt Hardy has suplexed him off the top of the ladder, and he like laid there for like five seconds, and then basically, you know, ah, ah, God. Like, you, know you just wake up. 
<laughs> that pain took a long time to circulate down his spine or something. That's something we should. That's something we should do for a show. Just like, <laughs> just like chronicle certain wrestlers. Like you know, like I don't, what do you, what do you call it? Like callouts or whatever when they're yeah. doing moves or something. <laughs> like Edge. <laughs> <laughs> or fucking Triple H. <laughs> or uh, I'll never forget it. They used to they used to like do it in NXT too when uh when Curtis Axel was down there. Sha! 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 Yeah. Or Tyson Kidd. Uh, me and Rico used to have a field day with fucking Tyson Kidd. Yeah! Hey, hey, Marcel. did it too. When I was at the expo, every time I would lift one of them heavy-ass panels or a table by myself, it would get real quiet in the room, and I would just be like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> one time I did. This one lady looked at me, and she goes, are you Okay. I'm like, yeah, man. I just, I just get really into like, you know, I, I really love lifting tables and chairs. Man. I think, I think Orton does it too. Like, Orton would be like, do, do, do. No, uh, Orton like, does it too. Oh, oh yeah, he, Orton does do that. Orton does do that. That that slither. He hisses like a snake. That's what he called the Viper. Yeah, he's the Viper. He goes into character. Ted DiBiase back in the day. Best. Best. <laughs> Booker T. Bah! Bah! <laughs> Duh! <laughs> if you, if, well, if you ever, like, train at his place and he's, like, demonstrating something, <laughs> he's like, Boom, yeah! Take that shit! Yeah! <laughs> 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 like, cracking up. Oh, I'm not going to it. Um, <laughs> like it, 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 Booker's, it'd just be so funny because he'd be like, Dah, Dah, and then when you hit him back, <laughs> Bro, he had the best trash talk to an opening match at WrestleMania 19. He was a Triple H's face. It's like kind of quiet in the arena because it's after uh Sean and Jericho's match, so the fans are kind of like cooling off at this point. It's like dead silent, and the camera's on both of them. And Booker's like, Yo, punk ass in trouble. <laughs> Your punk ass in Trump. And Triple H is like, you have no idea. I'm about to crush all your WrestleMania dreams. <laughs> right. Right. I think, bring out the shovel. Y'all remember um y'all remember when um Owens headbutted Vince? Yeah. You remember like Vince was talking to him like before he did it? Like when they were face to face, he was like muttering something to him, like um he Kevin had an interview after. And then it might have been a busted open. They were asking him, was like, so what did Vince tell you? Like, did not worry about the spot or like show, tell you how it was going to go? And Kevin was like, no, he was just talking shit. <laughs> he said Vince was just talking mad junk to him. <laughs> I was on that night. I was like, what is he saying? Like, I, the only thing I made out was like, you better hit me, son of a bitch. Yeah, he, he said Vince was just talking a whole bunch of noise to him. I was just like, Jesus Christ. He's probably calling him a pussy saying he can't fucking headbutt him. Guess he was trying to rile him up when it worked because Kevin yeah. hit that head. I remember when he hit that headbutt on Kevin, right? And then Vince was hard way bleeding. And then Uncle Dave got in there. He was like, oh, he didn't need to do all that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, Vince wanted to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. right. 
I was nervous about that, but damn, so I'm like, bro, you're like 70. Yeah, I'm like, Vince, you're too old to be taking these headbutts from like 30 year old men. <laughs> Hard way. Right. Especially, when you're, you're, uh, especially when you're your percentage them of dementia off. is going to go up. Yeah, you're egging them on to hit, hit them as hard as you can. It's like, no. It's like the you know, opposite all this, you should be doing. All this bullshit that's going on, I'm going to blame Kevin Owens. This is joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did, I mean... It's either yeah. Punk or Kevin Owens. It's either Punk or Owens. Man, what was it? That sad Vince Holman, like last year during Triple, was it Triple H's like 20 year, what, 30, almost 30 year celebration, whatever it was, 26, 25 actually. And then they said when Vince came out and he was just, they said he was just, I didn't watch it. They said he was just rambling, talking about nothing. Sean and, Sean and, um, take, not take her, Sean and Triple H from the ring, like, what the fuck? This man was just going on and on and on. It was just like, oh my God. Just out of nowhere, I love you. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, what am I doing? Like, you got it. Like, you got the, they got that episode on Peacock now, and I watched it back, and I'm like, man, you could tell stress was whooping his ass at that time. Like, for real. He blamed Triple H for the Bailey This Is Your Life segment. He's like, yeah, you know, if if, if there were people here in the crowd right now, they, they'd all be boo, boo. <laughs> Boy. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, man, it's, he's having a drunk rant right now. He reminds, me of, my, he reminds me of my best friend when she gets drunk. That mess made me that mess was funny to me. When um when Vince came out, when the crowds came back, he was like, Where have you been? And then he left and then people were like somebody tweeted, they were like, Really people are cheering Vince. I'm like, What makes you think they wouldn't cheer Vince? A lot of them people that were in the crowd are not on wrestling internet so they don't care what y'all gotta say about Vince (laughs) even the most hardest Vince hater when that music hits they cheer they They sing a song now they sing I never thought they would that song they say no chance in hell now he's been saying no chance in hell though like Vince could be the biggest heel but when his music hits and it says no chance in hell everybody says that it's like jericho's judas except no chance in hell is actually a good song i'm like judas and <laughs> <laughs> i'm going hard on jericho for no reason but it's just like I think, the reality, I think the reality is though too is like he's getting old so you don't know how many more times you're gonna get the chance to see him he might live his all he gonna be betty white bruh he is mm. He's over here still working out and taking his vitamins. Vince gonna be like Vince gonna be like future uh, be like the people in Futurama. His head just gonna be in a jar and it'll just be floating around and he'll still be yelled at people in gorilla position. And he's still gonna be in charge of the company. Yep. You smear shit all over the business. And he's just telling you this when he's a j- head in a jar and you're like, what the f That's good shit. Well, I think on that note, we'll end it for the night. We'll see y'all next time. Mm-hmm. Oh.